Welcome. You're listening to the Making the Shift podcast, where you learn how to go from employee to CEO and build a wildly successful coaching or yoga business. I built my coaching business while working as a teacher, and now I'm obsessed with helping other women do the same. Each week, I will teach you high-level mindset and business strategies that you can implement right away. I'm your host, life and business coach, Denise Veneri. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm going to dive right into today's episode, Count Your Failures. So you guessed it, we're talking about failure. And I want to start with a little interesting fact about the Queen's Gambit, which is this, I wouldn't say recent, it's been out for a few months now, but it's, you know, really taken off this this series on Netflix. And I'm not going to talk about the plot of it at all, but it is definitely, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth watching. I think it's such a great, great show. Actually made me want to learn how to play chess, um, which, you know, for a show to do that, I would say is pretty impressive. Um, but I actually want to talk about an interesting little history about the series itself, how it came to be. So it was actually based on a book from a man that passed away quite a few years ago. And the producer of the series, Alan Scott, has basically had his hands on the rights to the movie for like 30 years. He's wanted to turn this book into a movie. And he had passed this idea around this, you know, script to about eight different directors. And he was turned down eight times. So he's been trying to turn this into a movie or a film for since like 1993. And I think that this is so fascinating because for someone to have gone to not one director, not two, but eight different directors and have eight different directors tell him some version of no, that no one's going to want to watch a show about chess. No one's going to care. You know, nobody's interested in that. This isn't going to, you know, this isn't going to have viewership. Whatever variation of no he was told, he was told eight different times over a decade long of no's. And he still held his belief in this script, in the rights to this movie that he wanted to, you know, put on TV. And finally, Netflix picked it up. And if I'm, if my memory serves me correctly, it had something like 65 million, you know, downloads in the first month or so of it being on Netflix. So that's really, to me, a testament to somebody who believes so deeply in the work that they're doing and the work that they want to put out into the world that they're willing to hear no eight times over the course of a decade or more and still hold true to their belief in the thing that they have created and the thing that they in their vision and to not make all of those no's mean anything about their work, about their vision, but to keep going anyway. And so I want to talk about failure. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to hear no however long it takes? And if you are in business, you're going to hear no. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way around it. And I think sometimes as new business owners, you might 
be a little surprised. Like I think sometimes you go into business, you set up your website, you're like, I'm a I'm a coach or I have, you know, I offer private yoga sessions, I have this great program, I'm launching a course, right? And you have all these great ideas and you put all of this work in together and you put it out into the world and then you hear crickets. And you make it mean something about you or you make it mean something about the work that you're doing. And I know that when you hear no, you know, of course, you're human, so you might be disappointed. And that's okay. Like, disappointment is fine. But what is interesting to me is when someone is just getting started and they hear no, and they hear no a lot, let's say they're hearing no's on consults or they're having calls with potential clients and then the client is saying, no, I don't think I'm ready yet. And you end up making it mean something about you rather than taking this as an opportunity to really reframe failure. So that's what I want to offer all of you is that it doesn't actually matter what level of business you're at, but especially in the beginning, it can be hard to not make it mean something about you personally when you're told no. Um, And I understand that especially because you're in a service-based business, it's hard to not make it personal, but it's really pivotal work that you, it's like really important work that you have to do to not make it personal. But that each no or quote unquote failure is actually for your growth. That's one of the ways that I know I personally have to think about when I have a perceived failure in my business, that I can't sit and make it mean something about me personally, but because I miss the lesson then, right? So instead, it's reframing it. You can have a moment of a pity party. You can allow yourself to feel disappointment, of course, but be very careful about staying in that energy for a really long time before you decide that you're going to take another action. Instead, allow yourself to feel the disappointment. You're human. I think that's completely normal, but be mindful of how long you're staying in that and remind yourself that for each failure, you can learn from it. So one of the the things that I caution all of my clients against is to not judge yourself for the failure. So there's one thing to feel the disappointment, to feel, um, you know, upset or, you know, maybe even a little frustrated. I think that those are all human emotions and they're part of our humanity. So of course, they're going to be part of growing a business, right? But I think we can we can allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling from the failure without the judgment because the judgment just compounds the negative emotion. So now not only do we feel disappointment, but now we're judging ourselves for having not hit our goal or heard no, and then we're judging ourselves maybe for feeling so upset about it. So instead, you know, think about the failure in terms of it making you stronger. I know that that might sound a little cliche, but truly it does because you're going to hear no a lot, right? So if you think about the director, Alan Scott, who heard no eight times before he heard his first, you know, before he got his yes, um, he probably developed maybe after the second or third no, like tolerance for no, 
right? And you kind of have to build that muscle when you are growing your business, especially if you work with like in a one-on-one capacity or maybe you have, maybe you're starting group coaching or um, some kind of mastermind or you're taking people on retreat. Right, put your offer out there and people will call you and they want to learn more about it and they're interested and then you talk to them and they decide to say no instead of that like crippling you or you making it mean like everything is wrong, this isn't working, it's, you know, I have to start over, nobody wants what I have to offer. Instead, it's to take the step back and not judge yourself for that result. And just know that with every no that you're getting, you're building your tolerance for no and learning to kind of develop not even just a thick skin, but I would say just an indifference that the no really isn't about you, that the no could just be where the client was at. Or if you have, let's say you're launching a group program or you're launching a course and you have a number in mind for how many sales you're going to have or how many participants in your mastermind. And let's say you get half, right? The half that you didn't get doesn't take away from the half that decided to take you up on that offer. And can you build the tolerance for not having met that goal? Is that going to be the thing that stops you from trying again? Or can you go through the growing pains of that, knowing that every single time that you try, that you're building the tolerance for no, and it's going to make you a stronger coach, right? It's going to make you a stronger yoga teacher or a facilitator because you can learn how to separate what's happening from inside your business from like you as a person. And that's really, really important to do because they are not the same thing. You are not your business. You are you and your business is an extension of you. But when people say no to doing work, it doesn't necessarily have to mean anything about you personally. And can you be like Alan Scott and just keep showing up until you get what you what you want, okay? Which brings me to my second point, which is that every failure will bring you closer to your win for sure. I mean, I don't think you can really argue with that logic at all. But the reason why every failure will bring you closer to your win is because you can learn from the failure, right? So if you're so busy judging yourself and feeling sad and like, not wanting to look at maybe why you didn't hit your goal, then you're not going to learn from it. But the quickest way to learn in your business and the quickest way to like iron out things that maybe you need to tweak is to fail, right? When you fail, you learn so much faster if you're open to learn from it. So I think it was last week or maybe the week before I talked about um, the power of evaluation. So when you fail, that is a perfect time to do an evaluation, to sit down and look at why, what happened? What is your best guess as to why you didn't meet your goal? And then you know that the next time that you are having a consult or launching your program, that you can work on that area so that you can have better success the next time. So you actually want to like, have a pile of failures because the bigger your pile of failures are, then the pile of successes will grow with it. 
So you actually want to have failure because failure is the way to success, okay? And the last thing that I want to talk about with failure is failure is, I mean, you could say it's, I wouldn't even say it's really a fact. I think it's a thought. We can choose to think how we want, right? So let's say you had a consult with somebody and they decided that, you know, at the end of the call, they didn't want to work with you. So all that happened was the client said no. Your thought might be, I failed, right? And then how does that make you feel? You might say, oh, it makes me feel like a failure. But that's all failure really is. It's a vibration in your body. And you don't even have to call the, what the client said as a no and count that as a failure. You can count that as just an opportunity to have met somebody, an opportunity to have learned. So what I like to call failure is count your failures. So the same way that, you know, somebody, the cliche saying of, you know, count your blessings, I like to say count your failures because if you can reframe them and learn from them, not judge yourself and know that the worst thing about failure is that it's a vibration in your body, you're going to learn so much from that failure So it's truly a blessing, right? Like, so count your failures. You actually want to count them. Like, not just literally like, you know, you're marking down how many failures you have, like a number, but you want to make them count. And how you make them count is you learn how to process the feeling of failure in your body because the only thing that's going to make it worse is how you think about the failure and what you make it mean about you when you fail, right? And you can count it in that every failure brings you closer to your win. So what is the lesson that you can walk away with from that failure, right? I think the only true, true failure is when you ultimately give in and you give up. That to me is probably the only time where I would say someone, you know, might have failed. And even then it's like, what was their reason for doing that? But in the meantime, you're counting all these little small fails, maybe even big ones, but they're going to help you ultimately get the result that you want in the end. So learn to count your failures, right? Allow yourself to feel what you're going to feel. Don't judge judge yourself for it. Don't get caught up in that and learn from it, right? Learn from the failure. Okay, until next week. Keep making some epic shifts. Hey, if you're ready to grow your business, I want to invite you to learn about coaching with me. Set up a time by going to denisefineri.com forward slash console. We spend one third of our lives at work and it can be purposeful and profitable while having the impact that you want. So until next week, go make some epic shifts. Thanks for tuning in.